You're listening to the Fade to Gray Network. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. This is Elizabeth Williams with the Foreign Toe Podcast. Nope. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Just roll with it. Sorry. <laughs> hey, all you cool. Ugh, hang on. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. This is Elizabeth with the Fade to Gray Podcast. That was too much air. Way too much. Too much. <laughs> yeah. And she's always she always sounds a little bit more happy. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. Hey, all you cool cats there and kittens. There you go. That's perfect. Yeah. This is Elizabeth Williams with the Fade to Gray podcast. <laughs> I'm here today with a couple of the guys from the round table, and we got to interview Josh Dial from the amazing uh, Tiger King. Is it amazing, though, Carol Baskin? Show on Netflix. <laughs> Sorry. No, it really isn't. <laughs> Shut uh, up, bitch. I'm not that crazy in real life. Shut up, you, you bitch, Carol fucking Baskin. <laughs> oh, what a great show, man. How's everybody surviving quarantine? You can tell we're having a lot of fun over here. <laughs> I think I'm going crazy. I love it. I spent all my time binge watching The Tiger King, and it was entertaining. Definitely, I did definitely too. binge watched it. That movie came out at just the right time. It, like we all needed this cra- amount of craziness in our life. Oh um, yeah, really cool to get Josh on the episode. And that's what this is all about. This episode, we went live, got to speak with Josh Dial. It was pretty funny. If you guys tuned in, uh, we tried to get him on the first time around, and we were just live for 15 minutes, hyping it up, and then had to like stop and restart when actually got him on. So there were some technical difficulties there at the, the beginning, but it was about a 30-minute interview, and um, it was a blast. I mean, at, wait for the end, uh, where uh, we kind of critique it, and Seth gives his opinion. and uh, Seth gets mad. <laughs> it was a it was a great little outro moment. Y'all want to y'all want to make sure to listen. Oh yeah, <laughs> and for those of you who don't remember, Josh Dial is or was the campaign manager for manager was the campaign manager for <laughs> that Oklahoma jo- show, exactly, Chris. <laughs> uh, for Joe Exotic's <laughs> gubernatorial run. So you get to hear all about that too. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, and it's a. Uh... I don't know. It's hard to say it's a good show. There's still some people out there holding out because they're just tired of seeing all the memes. And so they're like, I'm just not going to watch it. And and it's funny because I'm always like, find myself like promoting it. It's something you need to watch, but it's not. It was very well put together as far as the documentary goes. I'll give it credit for for that as well. And it's just a great job. Crazy as fuck. Yep. But. But yeah, yeah. Watch it so you catch all of the uh, so uh, the uh, pop culture stuff that's going to come out of it that already has come out of that show. Oh, it's and everywhere. You'll just be behind. You know what I saw? You'll just be behind if you don't watch. You know what it. I saw today? They're selling you know the face masks that you have to wear out in public right now. It, but it's like mm-hmm. the lower part of the face of the you know first husband that has no teeth. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I saw that one too. That yeah. beats all. Yeah, it's incredible. 
<laughs> I really thought I wasn't sure how long this whole pandemic's gonna last, but I thought about getting us some fade to gray masks out there for any of our Ooh. listeners that would want to wear something like that. Or, or that'd even. be cool. If I were a sewer, I would do that. But I, you don't want me sewing anything. I will kill you with my sewing. <laughs> You're starting to sound like Carol fucking Baskin killing people over there. I will. I will do that. I will. If you start buying sardine oil and our cats start looking at me funny, I'm going to know what's up. <laughs> Forget arsenic. <laughs> sardine oil's where it's at. <laughs> right on. Well, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. It was uh, a really cool get. Uh, Joshua, thanks for being on there. And um, I apologize in advance for the outro. Enjoy. <laughs> the hold up with what are you going live i mean i'm waiting for him to join but yeah why, why don't you go ahead and go live because that's going to take was, a while because i do. did what i told i did what i was told so chris can i do what omar says then Seth, Shh. calm your tits can you do you need to take a break do you need to no, go to the corner i'm thinking that the reason maybe he's not able to join is because the facebook live is already going i don't know i'm right. just saying maybe that's why it happened no you know no here he is, here he is. cool i'm going live Hey, Joshua, how are you doing? Hey, how's it going? Everybody hear me all right? Yeah, man. All right. Good Sorry deal. about that uh, That delay there. That's all right. Yeah, not really sure what's uh, what's going on, but we are, looks like we're getting back on track, hopefully getting back on live, and they'll be ready to get going. We are on live. We're already we live. live. Oh, ladies okay. and gentlemen. Right. There you go. Yes, we are. Here we go. I'm going to do a couple of shares and then we'll play the music and get going. Thanks for doing Good this, Josh. Sorry about the confusion. Didn't mean to kick you out That's of the right. group. That wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't very nice of yeah, us, was it? I generally just mute and mute the video and audio and mute it and wait when I do these, but I'm not accustomed to doing these. Um, I was just a normal worker until uh, like two weeks ago. I bet you'll be doing a lot more podcasting yeah. pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm still trying to work a day job, you know, because you can't podcast for a living. Well, I mean, you could, but um, it's yeah. hard. Yeah. It's Are hard. you so you're, you're not still like working because uh, you mentioned in the, um, you know, in the documentary that you were working at Walmart as like the guns and ammo guy. And not many people know, but back in the day, at Walmart in Oklahoma, I mean, that's where I went and bought my first gun. You know, I don't think they yeah. even have those anymore, but um you know, so is that something that is still like around or something that you do or like what, what exactly are you doing nowadays? Uh, See, Chris is trying to jump right into the interview and <laughs> no, I just, he really didn't want, he didn't, he really didn't want me to play this intro music and I'm going to do it. And then, and then we're going to go. So. <laughs> You're listening to the fade to gray network. We invite people of all backgrounds to share their stories. Through nuanced conversations and forward thinking and not taking ourselves too seriously. Everyone's story matters. Every voice is important. Life is polarizing, but not everything is black and white. 
Come join us as we fade to gray. See, Chris works so hard on that intro music and then doesn't want us to play it's it when we go live. Boring. <laughs> it's not boring. It's encouraging. It's uplifting. It speaks to our mission and our value and what we're about. And Josh, we're oh, so okay. happy to have you here. Yeah. Hey, good to be here. And I totally sympathize with you. Um, believe it or not, I have not even watched the Tiger King. What? Um, yeah, no. No. Was it is it just so traumatic like looking back is difficult? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um yeah. I mean, I I to some extent having seen the show, I I can see how that might have been uh PTSD like looking back. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I I do have PTSD and you know, I've been like raising money on uh GoFundMe and Facebook um to get some like like I've got a friend um a fellow political activist who's talking about like some kind of eye oh, movement yeah. EMDR I therapy, EMDR. I believe it's called eye movement um, desensitization yeah. therapy. It's yeah. it's great um, for trauma. So yeah, so those are some of the things I'm looking at. Um, stuff. Um, uh, you know, I'm working right now. Just you know, I live in Stillwater, Oklahoma, and we're in shelter in place here because of the pandemic. Um, so the only places that are open are grocery stores, drug stores, and doctors. Um, that is all that is open. So I'm working at a grocery store. Um, maybe when the pandemic dies down, um, something else will come around. Um, I did have to take a leave of absence. So, cause, uh, all this, um, you know, sudden thrust in the fame and spotlight has uh, really messed with my mental health. And I just had to take a couple days off. So they were kind enough to give me that space that I needed to kind of chill out and relax and, and, screw my head back on, you know. You mentioned a couple of times now, I've heard that you had PTSD even before this whole Joe Exotic like, encounter you had. Um, so kind of a traumatic childhood growing up then, or like where, where did that? Yeah, that... yeah, yeah, that's all I'd really be comfortable okay. saying. Fair. Well, growing up in Oklahoma, I can totally completely fair. understand why you would have PTSD. I mean, it's, you know, it's Oklahoma. <laughs> I grew up there too. I know exactly what yeah. you're talking about. Well, you well, Oklahoma actually has become a pretty good state lately, surprisingly. I mean, we got medical marijuana at good, great prices. Um, my apartment just next door, um, they have a big old sign on door, $69 ounces. Um, you know, um, and they, you know, our legislature specifically passed a law stating that if you had a medical marijuana card that you could keep your guns, um, that the state of Oklahoma would not enforce uh, gun seizures. So that was great, um, um, you know. So th there's there's some good things going on in Oklahoma here and there. Um, you know, the great thing about uh, our medical marijuana movement, not to get too off track, was it was a petition based movement. The people wrote the wrote the law, and the people circulated the petition, and the people passed it. So I think there, you know, if more states can just ha get the people themselves get the appetite to do it and the drive to do it. We can get it in all 50 Well, let's states. talk about your politics um, for just a minute because, you you know, one of the key things that stands out to me from the uh, documentary that came out is, you know, the very first time you're introduced, you're talking about how you were Joe's campaign manager whenever he was uh, running for governor and then later on for president. Um, and you identified yourself as a libertarian and immediately said, so, you know, fuck the feds. And uh, I remember laughing out loud, you know, just hardcore whenever I heard you say that. 
it's one great. Of the best and then, you know, <laughs> I, I just, I wonder because I've also heard you talk on a couple of other podcasts or, you know, whatever. And, uh, you mentioned something about how you voted for Obama three times. I, I'm, I'm really curious about your politics yeah. and like what, yeah. what's, what's going through your head with all this yeah. stuff. So, um, I was, uh, I, you know, when I turned 18, I registered as a Democrat. Um, I, um, you know, I'm a gay man. Um, the Libertarian Party had no ballot access in Oklahoma. They had no presence practically in Oklahoma. Not to knock the Libertarian Party. It was because the state legislature had a law stating you had to get an enormous, basically what amounted to an enormous percentage of people to, you know, uh, get on to a signature ballot. Uh, you know, to get you on a ballot. Um, so, you know, but I knew of libertarianism, um, from, from that age. And, um, you know, it just took me a long time to come to it. Um, but I really enjoyed, uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't regret my votes. Um, I know I'll probably take a lot of heat for that. Um, but, um, you know, um, you know, I'm, I, it took me a long time to come to the realization that, um, you know, if I was to take money out of your check without asking you, that would be theft. Yeah. I would be stealing from you. That is exactly what the government is doing to us, all of us. Andy Gillis is watching right now. says Biden needs a yes. campaign manager. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I am, a, I, I am a political operative. I mean, I will, you know, make no, make no secret about that. Um, um, but my heart does belong with the Libertarian Party. And I think most Libertarians can forgive me, uh, probably not a whole lot, but maybe most can, um, for taking so long to come to the realization that um, taxation yeah. is yeah, well, I mean, you know, once you come to that realization, it's hard to, you know, think about any other way. It's It's like... It's almost like you're woke, and uh, I agree. I love your flag back there. I love the you know the the entire thing, the entire concept. And yeah, Andy Andy Gillis is just wanting to us to ask you like if if you had to endorse one you know of the candidates right now for president, who would you endorse? Vermin Supreme. <laughs> he's running on the Libertarian ticket. He's he's ran like every single election cycle for the past I don't know how long, wow. and he always wears some crazy shit. He, he's he's running a pretty serious campaign this time though. Y'all should really check his check his stuff out. You know, check. I mean, I would encourage anyone to yeah. go check his page out. Seriously, um, but there's there's a lot of great folks. Um, you know, Dan Berman um, comes to mind. Joe Jorgensen, I believe. Uh, um, you know, Mark Whitney. So there's several great choices that libertarians have to choose from. Um, if we can, you know, get this convention thing figured out with the, you know, COVID-19 oh, yeah. crap right. going on. Right. Um, we voted Libertarian um, last no. year, though, or not last year, last cycle, the the Williamses, we voted Gary Johnson. You felt the Johnson. Um, you know, yeah. But. That's one thing that Josh and <laughs> Seth have in common. Oh, there's yes. the gay joke. We don't. Wait a gay. So, Josh, you just have to mind. I'm, <laughs> I am gay. And these guys, as the only gay person on Fade to Gray. I am typically well. Chris technically so, is on the spectrum someplace. So this is well, I know. Honest. I know. Oh, okay. He's really not. So just don't let them bother you. But I want to hear about. I mean, for a lot of people who are watching our live thread right now, watching our live stream, they actually haven't seen all of Tiger King, and so yeah. I. 
for, and I don't, I'm not asking for your whole life story. You don't have to give us a really long drawn out story, but just like a brief overview of, I mean, I know you're from Oklahoma or at least you live there now. Um, just tell us a little bit about your story. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I've lived in Oklahoma all my life. Um, I, um, uh, went to college in 2007 for political you college science. At? Um, um, you know, University of Science and Arts of Oklahoma, USAO, Oklahoma. Um, I didn't finish. Um, I ended up, uh, you know, surprise, surprise. Um, you know, it was 2007, um, housing crisis, all that mess. It just, it just wasn't doable. Um, so, um, you know, I moved back to my hometown of Paul's Valley, which is just about seven miles north of Joe's Zoo. And um, I just, uh, you know, moved back to ho- moved back home um, and just kind of kept what education I'd already attained and used it to gain a manager job at Walmart. I wasn't actually a guns and ammo clerk. I was a support manager um, who basically supervises okay, gotcha. all the sales floor associates. Um, and Joe would come in every night <laughs> with Travis. Um, and, you know, if there was no gun or ammunition person at the you know desk. I would come service them and, you know, help them out. Um, and I, I, I always admired Joe for one reason. Um, there's a play called the normal heart and HBO had made a movie, uh, over, uh, redone it, you know, in a movie yeah, form with it's Mark incredible, Ruffalo, yeah. who I love by the way. Um, and, and I just watched that. And I mean, I had bawled all that night and hardly got any sleep. And that next morning, Joe came in and I just stopped to him and talked to him. And I told him, like, like, thank you so much for being like, like for paving the way for gay people, gay men and women uh, like myself and my brothers and sisters out there to be able to be who we are now and not be persecuted. Thank you for keeping the fight going during the AIDS epidemic. And that's how our friendship started. Years because Joe's first husband ago. died of AIDS, right? Um, he, yeah, that's right. Okay, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Um, and so, you know, uh, he was running for president at that time, and I was—I did not. He asked me to come on his campaign. I did not come on his campaign. I stuck with my job. Um, but when he ran for governor, um, I jumped Walmart ship and went for uh, Joe Exotic for governor. Um, you know, um, the Libertarian Party just gained ballot access and I felt it was, uh, someone needed, uh, or at least the party probably would like someone that was, uh, somewhat libertarian to be running his campaign as opposed <laughs> to some quack. So, um, you know, I took it upon myself to take that burden. Um, it cost me a lot, um, you know, physically, mentally, financially, emotionally, uh, however you want to say it, but, um, I'm, you know, what's done yeah. is done. I mean, if you look at now too, I mean, I guess Joe had more of a chance than we all thought. If you look at who we have for president right now. So, <laughs> well, there were, there was a scenario where he could have got the libertarian nomination and went on to the general election. Um, had the, had the libertarian parties committee decided to allow independents to vote in the libertarian primary. Um, we probably would have won that election and went on to a three-way race. And it would have been even more salacious because he would have been arrested as a, as a legitimate candidate for governor, elected candidate for governor. Yes. 
it could have got really crazy, really even even crazier than you than it is now. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. if you can even believe that. Right. Yeah, I'm not going to go as far as to say it. I don't think that he should have been arrested. I mean, I am in a free Joe Exotic Facebook group where we <laughs> met, but uh, but I am curious of like watching that show and you being in the middle of all that when Jeff Lowe was around and recording, did you ever get the feeling that he was like, kind of like playing Joe or kind of like the scene? Oh yeah. yeah. So you could kind of, you could kind of see it. Yeah. I knew knew the whole time I kept telling all the staff, you know, and say, Hey, you know, I'm private. I'd say, Hey, Joe's going down. Like these people are setting Joe up. They're, they're recording them. There's recording devices all over the office that were not there yesterday. Open your eyes. Something is going on. Joe is going down and no one believed me. Oh no, he's been doing this for 40 years. Nothing's going to happen to him. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And I, I was right. And I've had people that I used to work with at the zoo. I don't keep in contact with them, but the only messages I've ever I've received from most of them was been just one, one message. You were right the whole time. Wow. Holy shit. Wow. You know, well, they were recording everything. So if there was anything that they did sure. that was against the law, it's on camera. That was the sure. whole thing. Like the the, if you're gonna like do a documentary or something like that, they need to only record when they're going to record. You don't record everything. Like that's a problem. Sometimes you get the best footage though when it's, you're you know uh, recording everything. We have so a uh, it's, eh, we have a Patreon uh, member or not Patreon member, but we have uh, someone who's asking the question: uh, Do you regret running Joe's campaign? Yeah, that's from yeah, uh, that's Bennett, Bennett Taylor. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I regret that I had to watch his mm. husband blow his brains out, yeah. to be frank. Um, but as far as just going forward, do I regret running Joe's campaign? Um, no, because I think I did a service to the state of Oklahoma and to the Libertarian Party by making sure that he didn't use his platform to completely trash the message of a third party that's the third largest political party in the United States. And for people, hundreds and hundreds of people that voted for him, that they deserve to have someone that actually knew that the, what they were doing and were willing to propose policies in case, you know, the, the case came up where he did win, there was someone that knew what they were doing. Yeah. There has to be someone at the steering wheel um, and there was many times he asked, you know, well, you know, if I become, well, what will we do if I become governor? And he said, I, and I just tell him, I said, well, I guess I'd become governor, you know? And he just, and he'd just say, I'd be okay with that. I'm not moving to the mansion. And it was just wild, you know? And of course I'm knowing the whole time, like, you know, right. I'm not going to win governor. Yeah. But. A pretty big long shot anyway, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but we are in the age of Trump, so don't discount anything. <laughs> I will say that. Yeah, we're in point. the apocalypse now, even so, don't discount anything. So. Yeah, yeah. This is the end. <laughs> we, you, you mentioned, <laughs> know. Uh, you know, having to, unfortunately, having to watch, you know, the demise of of Joe's husband Travis, and I, I've heard you talk about how you know, you know that he didn't in, intend to do that. Uh, that, that was a total accident. Um, he was just trying to prove to you, you know, that the, that the, the gun wouldn't uh, shoot without uh, a clip in it or something like that. Right. But then, you know, your reaction That's true. to that was one of the most j- jarring um, parts of the documentary that we watched. Yeah. You know, we, 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 when we see your face, we all feel it. 
I mean, obviously not like people like literally scream right. out loud too. I mean, like, obviously not like being in the same room and actually yeah, witnessing I, it, but certainly we feel, you know, your shock and your, your pain in that because, um, and, and I don't, I don't, I don't mean to bring up things that are traumatic to you, but you know, I guess my question would be like, uh, what is your goal now? You've been talking about mental health and stuff. So like with, with, you know, what you've experienced, um, what is your goal with uh, with the world knowing all this information? Um, you know, my goal is to make everyone aware that um, of a couple of things, um, several things. Um, you know, Joe Exotic had nothing to do with the Libertarian Party. He was just a kook. He was a quack. That I'm sorry <laughs> for all the fans out there. He is like him or not, and I happen to do. Yes, I do happen to like him, but he's a quack. Um, you know, but he was not a libertarian. Travis was not murdered. It was not a suicide. It was a tragic accident. And the third is there are more tigers in living rooms and backyards in the United States of America than there are in the wild in the entire world. And we need to all keep this in mind as we think about the Tiger King and as you know, ep this new episode is going to drop tomorrow and, um, you know, I'm going to be featured in it. I, so I'm imagining the rest of the uh, cast is going to be featured in it as a kind of follow up or as a where are they now kind of thing. Um, but they didn't ask me about the Tigers in the follow up interview. What about the freaking Tigers? You know, what about them? Uh, like, that's what that, that's what that's what you should be doing. Should it be OK? Um, you know, we all have to ask ourselves as Americans when we go to the polls um, and ask ourselves in our hearts first, really, are you comfortable with a, you know, two month old or, you know, one month, two month old baby tiger being forced to take photos every 30, you know, 15 to 30 minutes with with people and 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 their butts being wiped so often from Ooh. diarrhea, from poor diets that their butts literally bleed just for just for 50 bucks for two people and five dollars a head after that um is it worth it what what can we do as as human beings not as americans as humans as as as, as members of this earth what can we do to save this species because if we do not do something um i'm gay so i don't have no kids or grandkids but um should i be blessed to adopt my kids or grandkids will not be able to see these animals in a zoo or in the wild or anywhere, nowhere. They will be gone. So people need to open up their eyes and, and, and really take a hard look at the, the laws regarding animals. Go to, and what I would recommend, go to your local authorities. There's no need to pass some big sweeping federal state uh, or state law. Go to your local municipality. If you'd want to make sure you don't have a tiger in your next door neighbor's yard, then say, Hey, we want to go to your city councilman. Tell him you want to pass an ordinance that says no exotic animals and city limits done. If you don't like it, you can organize a group, get the city council member voted out. And Joshua, I, listen, I'm going to have to stop you right like there. The I'm going to have to stop you right there. You're starting to sound like that fucking bitch, Carol Baskin. 
<laughs> but you, you're not wrong. That that is the hard part, though, Josh. Because like I was telling the guys before you came on, how just growing up, the idea of having I'm a cat person, and the idea of having a tiger always was alluring to me. And that was one of the big takeaways you watching this. Is like, bitch. what I could have had one for t- for two thousand dollars. But my problem isn't so much like yeah, it's horrible. Like the bleeding for the butthole. I didn't know that. You know, of the pictures as as the as the cub but the full adult tigers being locked in cages is the is the hard thing for me is how it, they're born to run and to roam and have like all of this land and i like the fact that maybe they're being preserved because we have more here in america than we do in their natural habitat and somehow like, i'd love to see the tiger like live but i don't want to see it live in cages mm. so obviously we need to preserve the natural habitat and i feel like that somewhere right. along the way like all, all these people whether it be carol baskins or joe or whatever have lost that idea you know like how do we how right. do we that- keep them or, or just like annex Texas and let them just run wild. I don't know something. I don't. Yeah, it, it's it's such a hard question. Like that's why I say you know, and I may sound like an animal rights activist. I'm I'm not. I'm just stating the facts as they are. I mean, these are the facts. Like them or not. Um, and we can't simply invade <laughs> India and, and you know turn it into the world's largest you know tiger preserve. I mean, we could, but I mean, like. We're not going to invade, no. you know, the second most populous country on there's Earth. There's no oil there. The first most- <laughs> yeah, there's no oil. Come on, give me a break. Yeah. So, uh, what? All right, Seth. Um, you have. I have a question from a listener, David Todd, and then I'll let you ask a question, Seth. That's what thing? I was going to do. Oh, okay. So well, then you ask it. it. You ask it. We we'll hear your voice. Okay. Well, David Todd. Um, wanted to know how much drug use was going on at the GW zoo. Cause, cause the thing about it was, is the show kind of alludes to that, but then Turn, I never straight really know gay, apparently with meth. Joe's, <laughs> Joe's well, a wizard. What, yeah. How um, much, what was going on at the zoo? You know, with the drug use at my time at the zoo, the only, the only drug I saw Joe take was a medical marijuana gummy. Oh. That's the only thing I ever saw Joe exotic take and do drugs. The only drug drug drugs I saw employees take, including myself, marijuana, medical marijuana. That's it. There was no mess. That's it. Now, now, now <laughs> you look sure so disappointed, Seth. <laughs> no, I just I thought meth. I was, was probably a part meth. of it. No, no. I mean, that's, that's the I mean, joke. I, yeah. I was I was told there was meth, but I'm not gonna throw like people's names out and just right. say, well, X was on meth. Yeah, we're not. X was on meth. We don't care about that. But but there was meth around. Yes. Okay. Look to the teeth, people. Look to the it? teeth. No. Um, I, I, I would say probably, I'd say probably four or five people were on meth of the, you know, 10 or 15. There is one part of the documentary there. where Joe mentions that he had even done meth, uh, you know, previously. So, uh, I don't think that's any secret for sure. Yeah. Um, we had another person, well, Joshua, yeah. we don't want to, what's up? Yeah, what what what? It's like one or two more questions. I don't want to take Joshua has been so kind to give us his Super time kind. today, and so um, Andy Gillis says, "What's the most normal or redeeming quality that Joe Exotic has?" Um, you know, he had a giving heart. Um, this sounds this this may not in the sense of he's like you know he goes and donates to charity. Um, People like, for instance, um, when I worked there, he had a convicted registered child, uh, child sex offender 
um, working and living at that zoo because no one else will give them a place to live. No one else will give them a place to stay. A lot of people say that's bad because, you know, you shouldn't hire a sex offender. But, I mean, Joe was the kind of guy to give people second chances. And I find that to be a very, very redeemable quality. He gave people that had no home, no place to live, no food, no work, no purpose. He gave them a roof over their head with a, a, their own room, with a house, even had direct TV in the houses. Um, did he work us like dogs? Yes. Did he treat us like shit? Yes. Did he, you know, put us in danger of, you know, criminal and physical danger? Possibly, probably, yeah. But he took, you know, he made sure we were taken care of. Um, so that would be the, you know, the, the main redeemable quality about Joe. Um, you know, even like when we went to, you know, after Joe's wedding, uh, the famous monkey ball, uh, wedding slash monkey ball, we took all the leftovers and we went downtown Oklahoma City. And we went to the homeless section in a limo and we opened up the back of the truck and we went and gave food and just fed the homeless. Went to Walmart, bought a bunch of blanket, blankets and stuff, gave them blankets. I have pictures of that still on my phone. One of the proudest things of my political career. And we didn't make a big deal about it. We didn't make a big hurrah about it, which just because right. it was yeah. right. That's, That's amazing. Awesome. That's awesome. Uh, it's That's really sad that Netflix didn't, you know, portray that aspect of Joe. They have those, yeah, they have those pictures too because mm. I gave those pictures to yeah. them. Hmm. Well, well, Joshua, um, really appreciate you being on here. Why don't you go ahead and let people know what's going on with your GoFundMe and what you're doing now and in the future so people, if they want to help support you and um, you know get your mental health on board and all that stuff, go ahead and plug away. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so um, I got a Facebook fundraiser and a GoFundMe fundraiser set up. I know that seems like a little overkill, but um, I need a lot of help right now. Um, you know, um, especially now that I'm going to leave of absence from work, I don't know when I'm going to be able to go back to work. And even if I could go back to work, I've got 90 days until my insurance kicks in. Um, so I need 90 days worth of help here. And these two fundraisers between the one I have on GoFundMe Look, just look up Joshua Dial um, or Facebook. Just look on my Facebook page, Joshua Dial, same thing. Um, I think between those two fundraisers um, um, and the cameos I'm doing, I'm also on Cameo. Um, so if you want to book me on Cameo, um, I've got those three things going. And I think once all those get to their goals, um, I'll be able to get the treatment I need to get back on track and hopefully go back to living a normal life. Where um, That's really my goal. I just want to just yeah. be a normal person. I again. mean, w when you saw Netflix filming, though, did you expect you expected some fame? I imagine, but I mean, you had the wherewithal well, to say to see Joe going down before it happened. Did you have the same wherewithal to think, it, well, maybe this is going to blow up to be something huge? No, because it wasn't Netflix. Like Netflix didn't approach me. It was a it was a. a couple of directors that did their own project they've been working on it for probably about three or four maybe five years i mean i i, I worked with them i met them when i worked at the zoo that's how long they've been filming um and uh they have their own production company and what happened was net they pitched it to a bunch of people and Smart. netflix bought it <laughs> so there you go so i had no idea the interviews i was giving um, we're going to go to Netflix. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, it's kind of a bummer that, you know, I'm 
you know, struggling to pay the bills and, and make ends meet and, you know, seek the help I need for, you know, watching Ooh. a guy blow his brains out. So, um, and I'm having to, and I'm having to ask, you know, help for donations and do cameos to do it. But, um, you know, I got to do what I got to do to get myself right. And it's taken me this long, however many years it's been, it seems like it's been a decade, but you know, how two or three years long it's been that I've finally realized like I need help. Like, so, like that's a I big need to step go too. talk to somebody. Yeah. So it's so hard Seth, to take too. Talk, Seth. It's hard to hard <laughs> Jesus, Seth, so, talk. Were you laid off at Walmart? Is that where, no, was that no, where no, you no, were working? Wor- or where were you working? Yeah, I, I, no, I left Walmart. Okay. I left Walmart to go, go work for Joe. To go work for Joe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just trying to think like I'm a licensed clinical social worker and I work for an insurance company and I worked for a crisis line for four years before that. And my literal job has been getting people treatment and Uh EMDR is an incredible therapeutic approach. It's great for, uh, it's literally great for depression, but truthfully, if you were to reach out to your local crisis line, they could likely get you in with a therapist within, I'd say a week that offers a discounted rate. So just kind of throwing that out too, there's a lot of resources where you don't have to have $15,000 to get the help you need. There's ways of doing it and there's services out there to help. And if you're ever looking for that, please feel free to reach out to me because I can probably get you in with someone that would be helpful. So just an idea. Yeah. Yeah. Also keep in mind though, um, I live in Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. We, you know, the governor denied Medicaid expansion. Yes, he did. You have to either threaten to kill someone or harm yourself in order to be able to, for a hospital admission. Yes. To to get some hospital admission, admission, you are correct right now. That is true, but, but you don't have to go to the hospital. They wouldn't do EMDR in a hospital, a hospital's admission. Well, well, Joshua, I think you're an awesome dude and worthy to be, you know, money well spent if you guys have any extra money i know things is tough right now for everybody during quarantine season but i think it honestly is also really brave of you to kind of just admit where you're at uh, mentally and be make yourself vulnerable to a lot of trolls out there and so um a lot of i i just really appreciate you you know like talking with me and talking with us and give us an opportunity to come on here and tell a little bit of your story. And I think, um, yeah, guys, if you're hearing a story and you have the means to support, um, I think it's a worthy cause and go for it. Joshua, really appreciate All it. Right, have guys. a good one, man. All right. Thank you. Thank you, man. You have a good day. Boy, Andy right. Gillis is really fanboying out about, uh, about Josh here. Let, let me read some of this. Awesome. Awesome. Josh. Thank you. Uh, he truly seemed like a man who had a genuine good heart. Um, what else did he say? Josh was the fucking most mature person on the whole cast. His monologue on the last episode of tiger <laughs> King made me cry. That's what it was supposed to be all about. Um, you're a dang good man. Josh dial. This is all from Andy Gillis. So yeah, Andy was, wow. looks yeah. like fanboying out. So Good job, Andy. Yeah, and if you haven't seen the show, <laughs> it, it's a good one. A lot of crazy things happen. Yeah, Josh did seem like the only sane person in the whole lot. Um, really glad to have him on. Please support him. This whole thing is made possible because of our Patreons. Um, if you like what you're here, 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 uh, we get our hands into a lot of different things with a 50 grade network. Um, please look us up, uh, patreon.com backslash fade to gray podcast. Um, 
Seth has mental podcast as well. You should check out foreign toe podcast with Elizabeth is, that you should check out as well. <laughs> and, and if you like movies, check out movies that molded me with Chris, Omar see, and Elizabeth. See how you do that best game show. You can ever. just, in, you can just interact or interject whenever you want to Seth. <laughs> you don't have to just like <laughs> make up. little comments and, and just make like, it, make it awkward for everybody until we're all like, Seth asked your question. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. See, but I, I know you can do like, it. I know you can Seth do it. Seth was nervous. I, I don't mind. I don't mind speaking over you and shutting you up. I do mind over talking. Oh, good God! Celebrities. Who want to call celebrity? <laughs> well, you know, someone who's on okay. Netflix. Did you hear that, Josh? You're a He's celebrity. a person first and foremost, and second, right? they're Seth, all people. I think for the first time ever, is crushing on someone who's not a twink or a black man. I am not. I think you are. <laughs> You were yes. you were stuck on that. I think you're crushing, uh, Chris. I don't know. I am not. And then I think Chris is. If you, if you didn't catch us in our first uh, going live attempt, where, where we had kicked Josh <laughs> off of the call and didn't let him back on, um, we also were kind of pushing the hats and the merch and the cups and the and the mugs and all the fun stuff. So thanks for watching. Thanks for joining. Check us out. Amanda Keener. Uh, join the Patreon. Be part of the family. Amanda Keener um, says we that Seth was really trying to be polite and not interrupt the guest. It's called manners. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Amanda. You are correct. Darren Fraser says SAS level 1000. <laughs> <laughs> well, all I'm saying though, if if you're if you're going to host a pod, if, if you're going to host a podcast, you're going to have to direct the the person you're interviewing as well or they just tell stories and then you completely lose where you're going. That happens in some podcasts we won't name any names. So, um, moving on. <laughs> I sure hope you're not talking. I'm not about naming any names. Of course, yeah, not on the Fade Grid Network. I know that. another. I know another podcast <laughs> not on our network that does that, but it's not us. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for joining us live. We have uh, some other stuff we're recording today as well. I have a buddy of mine who I grew up with who owns a couple of CBD shops, so we're going to be talking pot for the rest of the day. And I don't think we're going to be live for that one, so you have to check us and out. And Fade if. You've been experiencing fear or oh anxiety or struggling there. Smoke uh, lots fade of gray. weed. Oh, uh, Seth, <laughs> Seth was on a roundtable discussion with too many podcasters this morning. It's on the Fade to Gray uh, page. Boring. We talk about facing your fears uh, with a bunch of <laughs> authors and theologians. Man, half those people have been on our podcast, Chris. Shut up. <laughs> I know. And we're Jesus about to this, get, we're Jesus one that. Friday, so get over it. Carol Baskin hit her husband Don with the ba- Jesus baseball bat. Loves you, yeah. That kind of tried. There you go. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm Later, guys. Live feed. Check, check us it was out. Great. Yep. See ya. Well, that was a pretty interesting episode. I'm really glad that Josh was able to give us 30 minutes to talk about. Everything gee, that, it was Omar. <laughs> gee, it, golly, G Willikers. Um, no, it was really nice of him to give us the 30 minutes. I know there's probably a lot of people like banging down his door. I know the same week he gave us that episode, he also recorded with Netflix and TMZ. So I feel pretty fucking special. I don't know about you. <laughs> I don't know. I, people now. I don't know how I feel about it. Seth, what do you think about how everything went down? Whew, I have some mixed emotions. Why so? This is this was my take. All right. He is personally upset that Netflix is not paying him. And I mean, I would be too. They're going to make billions I, off of that. I, well, I understand. And millions. I understand that he has every right to be upset. 
And I fully believe that he is dealing with some very serious mental health concerns. And I think that he has encountered a very traumatic event. So he definitely likely is experiencing PTSD. Having said that, using your PTSD as a way of asking other people for money is 100% against everything I'm about. So do you think that he's kind of just using that? You don't think that he's really wanting to use the money for uh, getting counseling? Well, I want to know what kind of uh, counseling. Okay. You can get an EMDR therapist for $25 a week. All right. He is trying to raise thousands of dollars for his mental health. What exactly is that going to pay for? He talked about hospital system. Well, I'm sorry, Josh, but if you're wanting to see an EMDR therapist, you are not going to see them in the hospital. So you mentioned that in the in the podcast episode too, yeah. Because it really what bothers me. What about medications, me. though? What about medications? Like, if he's bipolar, I know some people that I've talked to spend a thousand dollars a month on specific like mental health prescriptions. Well, that is possible. There are all kinds of programs out. For that will reduce that cost. I even use one myself for my medication. Uh, it's a very expensive medication, but I use a little coupon from the manufacturer and I get it for 10 bucks. So there are all kinds of ways around that. And he didn't say medication in, the, in our talk with him. His whole focus was on raising money for counseling. He didn't mention medication. Well, he just at says all. mental health. He didn't say just counseling. He, he said pushed, he's talking about his mental health. He pushed counseling. I felt I'll tell like. you what, if I got fifteen thousand dollars, my mental health would definitely be well. That's mm-hmm. for sure. I could well, this, I mean that would boost my, my mental health a lot. This maybe he's onto something. <laughs> there are a lot of people who are struggling in our society. Okay. And they don't get to go around asking other people for money. I mean, they certainly can, but they're not going to get anywhere. And to use that to use his platform to boost his own personal income for his calling it mental health, I'm against. I don't his think genius. that that is right. I, I, <laughs> I think it's, I think it's, it's unethical. Genius. I think it's unethical I and I think it's wrong. I don't. Well, well, let's be clear to the listeners that, you know, that we're a week out from the episode that you're hearing. So, Seth, you asked him or you told him that you're available to help yep. him out and to Correct. get him help. Yep. Did he ever even try to reach out to you or get your information or anything? Not at all. And gotcha. that's the whole thing for, for me is if you come on and you're talking with someone and they offer you actual help that will not cost a lot of money and you say no because you want other people to give you money, that's a problem. Okay. Can, but he doesn't, I guess I can kind of see his point of view though because he doesn't know who you are from Adam. He's suddenly got all this fame and now he's got people telling him what to do. So like, could you so, see it from that perspective at all? Absolutely. But I at least would listen. He didn't even listen at all. And can we just be upfront about what he wanted us to pay him for a 30 minute interview? Can we just throw that out there, Omar? I mean, you're on a tear. He asked us (laughs) to come on to our podcast and talk for 30 minutes. 30 minutes. He wanted us to give him $500. That is uh, ridiculous. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, just so everyone knows, we did not do that. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. I mean, that's it is ridiculous. But he probably doesn't know that in the podcast world, that's not a thing. You know, he does now. Yeah, certainly <laughs> yeah, he, he does, does now. <laughs> he does. He knows now. Yeah. I, yeah. We started off on the wrong foot with Josh. So, um, Joshua, I don't know if you ever listened to this. I, I apologize for my friends, <laughs> but no, um, I didn't say anything. I liked the guy. No, Josh, I, it's I fine. Think, <laughs> I think you were a great everyone's guy. Entitled, everyone's entitled to their opinions. Let me, I let you talk. Let me talk, Seth. Thank you. So, um, so I, I, I appreciate that. So basically, um, what I, I met Josh in a free Joe exotic chat group and he was in there talking about money, asking about his mental health. Um, I friend requested him. He came on. Um, definitely when I asked him about being on a podcast, he showed interest, but he was like my agent. And I think that's the one thing, the one caveat that we're not really like looking into all this as i think that like after he got this popularity he got himself an agent and then he's taken a lot of his cues money wise and even possibly with this fundraiser thing from like an agent that's maybe directing him in that in that direction to basically make money off of his 15 minutes of fame I you don't know, think this guy has an agent. And if he does have an agent, it's like a fucking Oklahoma, like backwoods <laughs> agent, kind of like he was a campaign manager. You know what I'm saying? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it, anyway, I, I definitely think that like the whole asking for money thing is pretty lame. We've had some really good guests on in the yeah. past that we've never had to pay anything for. And that's kind of the whole deal. And went some back channels, found out some other friends of mine who were podcasters who were also in contact with them. That's kind of like, was his status quo asking for money? But then it was like, no, we're, we're good on that. But, you know, you can still be on the podcast. And then it would come back and be like, still interested. And so that was the whole thing. We went back and forth for a couple of days on settling on like I was because I was I'll give you something. I was like five hundred dollars is ridiculous. But I mean you are raising money right now and I mean he seems like a pretty decent guy other than that. And I've sp spent money on other stuff. So I was like, I mean, I'd give him something to be on the podcast. It'd be cool. And he did come on, so I appreciate that happening. With all that being said, so cause cause we went there with like uh like it was kind of a, a dick move to do but i don't think he knew and i and i was pretty much a dick back and we got it figured out though yeah <laughs> well i think it's interesting you know being in that free joe exotic group people are ruthless over there and i love it um so you've got <laughs> no it's it's great literally a group for assholes <clears throat> it no it really is and someone actually posted that the other day and you know sure enough everyone responded in kind by being an asshole but but the, the the funny thing is is that you had a lot of people who were talking about um the fact that they thought him you know asking for mental help or whatever was a farce uh and certainly in the episode eight netflix uh you know i guess the last episode they put out he brought it up and was talking about how that's kind of what he's trying to do uh, and a lot of people reacted to that and they thought he was full of shit so i mean seth you're not alone in thinking that i mean there's this a lot of people that would thing. say that there is a difference between seeking help, seeking resources and utilizing that and then asking for money versus asking for money and taking no help or no feedback or no direction. There's there's a big difference. There are a lot of people in the world right now who are struggling, who need help and they don't have to have a huge pocketbook to get it. 
And the message he is sending inevitably, because he has a public platform now, is that in order to get help, you need a lot of money. And that's not true. Well, as a libertarian, he would tell you that facts don't care about feelings and that he's $15,000 richer and you're not. So, And and he has every prerogative <laughs> to do that. And that's exactly what he's doing. And I yeah. will not support it. I, I don't I fault him for it. I don't fault him for it. I think, I mean, you know, do what you got to do. If that's what you want to, you know, if that's the platform you want to go for, go for it. I mean, it's a free country and I, I don't know. I, I don't fault him for it. And I really actually appreciate him coming on and talking to us because oh, he did not man. have to do that. Yeah. We're and correct. I definitely don't fault him for it either, but also don't fault Seth for his opinion or, you know, all the people that, you know, view it that way. I can see kind of maybe a 360 angle or bird's eye view from the whole thing. I don't have, I'm not a mental health professional. Um, you know, I, I like the guy, like if I was on a Netflix documentary that was that popular and, you know, I saw an opportunity to like, Hey, I'm the guy that saw somebody shoot themselves in the head. You know, people feel for me, like maybe they'll give me money. Like it's, I mean, that's a, it's one of the, it's a risky move, you know, cause you're putting yourself out there. It's a vulnerability thing, you know, then you're being yourself on podcasts doing the same thing. So yeah, you're going to get a whole lot of shit and a whole lot of hate. In fact, it was funny. Um, I didn't tell you guys this. I told Elizabeth because I'm, like I said, I was friends with Joshua. Um, and a few hours after being on our podcast, Seth, he actually posted on, on Facebook about, um, something about being annoyed about people, um, on Facebook, you know, given their expert opinions or so, so I forget exactly how, how exactly along how it the lines was. Of people giving me expert opinions, but not really caring who I am or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, it was directed towards you for oh! sure for sure oh that burns <laughs> well i'm sorry i am a professional and you did come onto a podcast to ask for money and if you're asking for money the people have every right to ask you whatever questions they want i'm sorry you put yourself in that position if you're going to ask people to give you money and I think that we showed him a lot of care and concern. I and think I, so too. And honestly, I don't think that I was rude. I, at the end, I was a little abrupt because he just kept going and I wanted to at least educate him that he's wrong and that there are resources there. And if that really upsets him, then I'm sorry. Then you aren't actually looking for help. You're looking for attention. There's There's only, yeah, I would say the only thing caviar the only thing that would set apart that conversation for me would be <laughs> him being in oklahoma you being in st louis is there a state to state because he, he did bring that up a couple times like right. how and so i don't i that's something i don't know and i don't know anything about this but that would well is, he may so is he may be running into different roadblocks that may i don't know a couple things yeah. if he one just thing calls, i'll say about that is he's he's living you know pretty close to oklahoma city uh, or excuse me, Tulsa, pretty close to Tulsa. I mean, he could go into Tulsa and get help, but I guarantee you where he's from in Paul's Valley, you might have one psychiatrist in the whole, you know, county. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, but that's, he's from the fucking sticks and I'm not even kidding. Cause I, like I come here, from, we have one option yeah. for our insurance in yeah. our area and, and that's, he sucks. <laughs> and that's why. <laughs> Most insurance, which again, I'm, I highly doubt he's insured, but most insurance companies um, are now offering all telehealth, uh, specifically in the midst of COVID. So even if you're in a rural area, you can totally have a Zoom session with a therapist for like at a at a decent rate. And also, I 
took lines for Suicide Lifeline, which is a national helpline for four years. And during that time, I talked to lots of people in Michigan and were able to get them assistance. Um, there are all kinds of options like Talkspace. What does Michigan do with Headspace? Yeah, he's not in Michigan. What do you mean Michigan? Where Where's he at? Oklahoma. Oklahoma. O- Oklahoma. Michigan I is not in Oklahoma. Of <laughs> uh, no, it's not. I'm Very <laughs> different places, dude. Very <laughs> different places. <laughs> I understand that. I lived in Tulsa. All right, for a while. I, as I didn't a, know you lived in Tulsa. As a crisis outreach psychiatric emergency service clinician, going into people's homes and helping people in How many Tulsa. meth heads did you talk to during that time? Because my Oklahoma was full of meth heads. I honestly didn't keep that job that long. Oh, okay. Um, it was a really embarrassing story. But we're Were you hooking up with the that. patients? No. Oh. But I was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I had had a seizure, so I didn't have a car, so I got a ride to work one day from a hookup, and then they asked me how I got to work, and I was like, oh, someone I met last night, and that did not go well. And I was so embarrassed. Weird. I called my mom, cried, and went in the next day and resigned. But oh, you what resigned. I'm okay. Is, yeah. But what I was going to say, surely they can't fire you for that. They can't, but they were going to make my life hell. So, and it was super humiliating. So, but what I'm saying is, I lived. I've lived in Oklahoma. The resources are there. And if it's not, if you're in a rural area, there are about 15 different ways of accessing therapy. Um, it doesn't have to be face to face. So that's not. I mean, I hear I hear that he's in a rural area, so it's difficult. I understand that. But there are other options. And if he would actually have a conversation to talk about what he's needing, someone could help him. But that's not what he's looking for. He's looking, I for, don't your, know, he's looking for your money. I mean, he's definitely looking for your money. But I think that he also wants mental help. Uh, on Facebook, people were talking about how he kept getting kicked off of there. Like, right? Didn't Facebook kick him off? They kicked. They took down one of his fundraisers that had like over two thousand dollars on it. Oh, uh, so he actually lost that money. So Facebook basically thinks he's full of shit too. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. Or somebody, or enough people reported it or whatever that they took it down. So. Gotcha. His GoFundMe ended up getting funded though. Fifteen thousand dollars. I was wondering is is he, he's not a nonprofit and Facebook would only do nonprofits, right? Oh, I don't know. That's what I thought most of those were. Man, I could be wrong. No, no clue. No clue. Well, anyway, it was still an interesting episode. Slightly fun. I think the most fu- fun part was Chris making awkward gay jokes <laughs> in the middle of the, the conversation. Like, God, God love you, Joshua. But yeah, like the the sense had of to humor do something. Was, he was dry was, as fuck. Was not, was not there. <laughs> <laughs> and Seth apologizing for Chris. That was kind of funny. But <laughs> anyway, trying to build rapport, but that's. <laughs> It was like not possible. It did not work. work. It It failed. Apparently, Seth is not trying anymore. He's trying to burn all bridges. (laughs) Burn, baby, burn. It's like whenever we get, whenever we get anybody of any like clout. Not that Joshua has any clout. He has some some fame right now. A little bit of fame. We jumped on that bandwagon for a second, the Tiger King bandwagon. But uh, like we had a big name pastor on and the Chris just <laughs> slams him for the rest of the time. And he now we awful. get, we get somebody with a decent name, like in like, I guess you call it show. I just call that show business. I don't know. Just somebody else famous. And now you Seth consider Josh him. dial part of showbiz. No, no I mean, no, that's what I'm saying. What's the, what's look, the, that's why I said he's not, part of the yeah. biggest show that's out there right now and has been the biggest show for a month. Dude is famous. Don't get it. Don't get it twisted. Dude is famous. Exactly. One hundred percent. And he's using worldwide. His fame 
Him and the TikTok guy fame. who's bored in his house and, and his house and bored. He, and he should because he'll never get this chance again. And yeah. I would do the exact same fucking thing. Yeah, I may not do it the same way. I would not. I may not do it, I may not do it yes, the same way, but I would not for all mental health. No, I would I mean, not. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I would. There's just certain lines I won't cross, mister. <laughs> there are lines. <laughs> there are lines. Yeah, but if RuPaul asks you to come hang out with him, you would be famous. Oh, I'm there. It, it, didn't <laughs> have to be, it, would, it wouldn't have to be RuPaul if he's just anybody during quarantine. Seth, he's got <laughs> mental health issues. <laughs> Why are you putting him on blast? He's got mental health issues. Well, I mean, so does the president. He doesn't stop, you know, doesn't stop him from making fun of him either. <laughs> that's so. true. He, he actually no, this, likes to, he likes to go after people with mental health issues, apparently. No, that's... <laughs> I, Every no. time you talk about Trump, that's what I'm going to say. No. Okay, do not open low hanging fruit. If you go, if you open that door, this will be a round table. Forget this as the Josh Dial wrap up. Okay, I think Trump's doing a fantastic job. I'm going to defend myself here because I'm not attacking people with mental health issues. She's taking out her earrings, putting up her hair. Stephanie, I am talking about people using their mental health issues as a way of manipulating people to give you money. That I have an issue with. Not people with mental health issues. There's a difference. Well, yeah. To the point that Facebook is now banning him. So well, pastors do it all the time. Oh, they yeah, get on TV and they exactly tell you to... Exactly, they do. Exactly. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I'm not an active member of a church right now. Fa- all right. I, Facebook it. didn't ban anybody. <laughs> and he reached his goals and he's fine. And he's, he's, everything's fine. Yep. <laughs> Praise him. Praise. I mean, and like, because fifteen thousand dollars is so much money, and but it is. Is that all he's, is that all he's raised? I mean, 15? I don't know. You I guys think so. Kept, somebody kept saying that number. I have no clue. Uh, that's <laughs> what I. That's what I read in the Free Joe Exotic group. So I, I, those guys are pretty accurate. They've got Carol Baskin's phone number. So I mean, <laughs> they got all kinds of shit. That group is. Oh, yeah. That group is scary. <laughs> Two hundred fifty thousand yeah. <laughs> strong too. <laughs> I love it kind of reminds me of the. Uh, the Facebook community and don't fuck with cats. That documentary where the you know the Facebook community actually hunted down. Yeah, you get those two people Luke, on this whole Luke Carol guy, Baskin that thing. Guy. Like that's what's happening. <laughs> Seth, I think you didn't like Josh Dial just because he's already taken. Oh, was he your type? That perhaps is the most offensive thing you've ever said. Doubt <laughs> <laughs> <About> it. <laughs> so he's not your type. No. I thought crazy was your type. Can we not use the pejorative term crazy? Oh my god. <laughs> Just use we'd rather use the word meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> I thought men that had meltdown was your type, Seth. <laughs> meltdown is not my type. <laughs> Speaking of meltdown, Stephanie, thank you for joining us. So, um, <laughs> I'm picked off there. Put your earrings back in. Lay well, your hair back down. Uh, I'll no, to all of you later. It was, it was, it was great. Yeah, we are actually going to record uh, movies that molded me now. So, that's what's happening. Um, but if I offended anyone listening, please just understand, I'm not coming against people who have mental health concerns. Just I'm Josh Dial coming again. I'm Damage control. I'm coming across <laughs> on don't use your mental health as a way of manipulating people. That I have an issue with, and I don't think that that's wrong. And I think that a lot of people would gr- agree with me. In fact, I think most mental health professionals would. So, 
let's just keep that in mind. And if you want to call me Sethany, fine. I don't care. I love her. Being honest. And if yeah, you are a mental health professional that wants to disagree with Seth or come on the show and argue with him, please yeah, reach let out us know. to us. Yeah, please. <laughs> please. By all means. And I just got one more thing to say before we wrap it up here, people, and that is, and I hope everyone will join me in saying it, fuck the feds. <laughs> oh, I was saying, fuck, fuck Carol Baskins. <laughs> no, <thank you. laughs> and on that note, support our podcast by going to patreon.com backslash fade to gray. And give mental a like. And support mental at patreon.com backslash mental podcast. And movies that molded me. Mental will support toe. Josh Dial, but go and support mental. <laughs> that is not. <laughs> I am. <laughs> What does support Josh Dial even mean? You mean give him money? Yeah. No, I will not give him money, but I will support him. I will he give needs him to resources. buy marijuana and meth. Well. He still has all his teeth. He's not on meth. No, he's definitely not on meth. Yeah. We'll wrap this up. Sorry, guys. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. <laughs>